Hello, and welcome to the Making the Madness College Basketball Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Jonathan Warner. I've been writing it for Making the Madness here for a few years, and you've probably followed my work and have seen some of the work that I've done, including daily bracketology, conference previews, you know, top 100 players lists, uh, all the fun stuff. So today, uh, I'm going to get into some of that. I'm going to go through the preseason top 50, uh, go over like the teams I'm a little t- maybe higher on than others and lower on, uh, go through some All-American teams, get a sneak preview of that. I'm uh, going to go through all the, I guess, Power 7 conferences, uh, go over like a champ, the champions, you know, maybe a sleeper team within the league, team that I'm you know, high on, something like that. And then, you know, today we're going to wrap up by going over the national championship odds, uh, the best and worst bets. Uh, you know, I've got a few that I have written down here, and I'm ready to get into that. Uh, so quick, you know, intro to me. I'm Jonathan Warner. Obviously, you've probably read my work. Uh, with makingthemadness.com. It's my own website. Uh, it's, I guess, me doing all the writing. Uh, and I was just, you know, trying to get out into the podcasting world and provide some, you know, extra listening to anyone that was hoping to do that. Uh, you know, my goal here is to pro- provide, you know, another platform to. Uh, listen to podcasts. I hope to be, you know, entertaining. Uh, you know, I will bring on some guests here at the podcast. You know, you're not just going to hear me ramble on for who knows how long about different college basketball teams I like. You know, we're going to get some guests in here and kind of go over the college basketball landscape. And so thank you for listening. And now to our main part of the show. Okay, so we are going to get into starting out with the preseason top 50. I've been doing it over Twitter. We are now just, I guess, by the time you are listening to this, there should be three teams left. They will be Florida at three, uh, Kansas at two, and Michigan State at one. You know, quick Overview teams I'm a little bit higher on than I think the consensus is. Uh, you know, the first is Florida State. You know, I am a big fan of Florida State. They have the length needed. Patrick Williams is an impact freshman. Uh, MJ Walker, Trent Force. That that's a backcourt. It's been through the ups and downs, but it is I think a really good backcourt. Uh, and then you got some players like Raekwon Gray, uh, my personal favorite, Devin Basfield, who is an elite three-point shooter. Uh, you know, that Florida State team's one that I'm really excited to see. Alabama's another team I'm, you know, particularly high on. Uh, I just, you know, I like this Nate Oates system. I'm trusting Nate Oates. He was really good at Buffalo. Uh, and he has a really good guard in Kier Lewis Jr., who should you know make an impact here. Uh, Florida at three, I think they're at like six in the AP poll. You know, I'm a little bit higher on them than that. I think they are one of the 
I'd say four teams that I think realistically can win a national championship. That's just Florida's a team. It has all that you could want. You know, you have the great league guard Andrew Nembhard. You got a great big inside Kerry Blackshear. You got Sky Lewis, Trey Mann, uh, Keontae Johnson, Noah Locke. That's that's a really good first six. And you know, there's there's some questions. You know, once you get past the six, you know, really good players. But you know, I I really like this Florida team. Uh, Oklahoma State was one I had a little bit higher than most. You know, I'm just sold on you know this team. They have two elite shot makers, Lindy Waters, Thomas Dezagua. Uh Isaac Lukeki should get better this year. Uh, Yorne is an elite shot blocker, so I'm I'm trusting Mike Bo- Mike Boyton uh, to build this program up to be one of the better teams within the Big 12. New Mexico State is a team, you know, I ranked a little bit higher than you probably would see in most top 50s. Uh, that's a team, you know, with a lot of players, you know, just, they, that's a team that can run, like, legitimately 12, 13 deep without anyone skipping a beat. They did that last year. They came so close to beating Auburn in the first round. You know, maybe they make free throws, and we, we're not talking about Auburn making the Final Four. Maybe New Mexico State, you know, Sweet 16, uh, Elite Eight run, you know, that's what we're discussing. Uh, you know, they were they were right there on the doorstep of getting that big victory over Auburn. Uh, some teams I'm a little bit lower on than the consensus on. Uh, let me start off with Virginia. You know, this is a team that lose around, lost around 70% of their scoring from last season. You know, you don't have DeAndre Hunter, you know, making an impact both ways. One is an elite, you know, one-on-one score. You know, you don't have Kyle Guy just making everything from downtown. You don't have Ty Jerome, you know, who's an elite playmaker. You know, K.A. Clark is, you know, he's solid. It's more of a game manager, point guard. You know, Jay Huff, we, we really haven't seen... Much of him, he's he's someone that could break out, should break out, but we haven't you know seen it to this point yet with him. Uh, Diakite, I think, is being a little bit overrated. I think he's a good player. I am very hesitant to call him like you know an All-American level player to this point. Uh, LSU was second team. You know, I kind of am a little bit lower on the most. Uh, you know, the thing with LSU, they have a good starting five. Uh, you know, I just, I don't really trust their bench. Uh, you know, and then three-point shooting. You know, Jamonte Smart's not a great three-point shooter. Skylar Mays, not really a great three-point shooter. Uh, you got other guys in there. Darius Days, I guess, maybe can knock down shots. Trenton Wofford, but, like, I just, like, I'm hesitant with the floor spacing for them. You know, and it's not like they have a great bench either that can, you know, kind of carry the load. So that's why I'm kind of down on LSU. Tennessee is a team, you know, I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen them in the back end of top 25s. I've seen them outside top 50s. I 
had them, I believe, at 49. I uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, this Volunteers team lost a lot more than I think people are giving it credit for. Grant Williams and Merrill Schofield, those two outstanding players, you know, all-league players, you know, and Jordan Bone, who was a fantastic, you know, speedy point guard that, you know, kind of created offense for that team. You know, they lost a lot more than most people are giving them credit for. I'm not sure, like, Jordan Bowden and Lamonte Turner can, you know, necessarily fill that production. You know, we'll we'll see with Tennessee very early on, but I, I have questions. Uh, Providence, you know, that's a team I had at 42. I've seen people, I think Matt Norlander had them at 15 in his one to three fifty three rankings. You know, they're kind of like all over the map, but you know, that's that's a team, you know, I kind of had lower, you know, there's questions. Emmett Holt, you know, is he gonna be healthy? Is Alpha Diallo gonna have to carry all the load? Is David Duke gonna make that step up? Is AJ Reeves, I believe, can be that secondary score. You know, Providence, they could be really good, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Houston is another team I am particularly lower on. You know, I've seen right after the Quentin Grimes news, you know, everyone was anointing them as the team to beat in the AAC. Uh, I'm not sold on that being necessarily the case. You know, Grimes helps, but, you know, there's there's still some question marks surrounding this team. So I'm not quite ready to go out and uh, call them the favorites in the AAC, the American, uh, especially over a very talented Memphis team. We'll get into that later. Uh, but first, let's get into the preseason All-American teams that I have. So with some of these preseason All-American teams, you know, the consensus national player of the year is Cassius Winston. And, you know, he's he's an outstanding guard. You know, he can make plays. He's a good three-point shooter, good passer. You know, he's he's the guy for national player of the year. Uh, Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, two guys, you know, outside of him that will, I guess, probably contest. Uh, both are elite shot makers. Howard more so is... Uh, I'd say a better shot maker, you know, a better score, but Miles Powell's outstanding at his is and is on a Seton Hall team that I think's, you know, really good. I put Jordan Nora in there at, you know, my power forward position for first team. You know, he's he's an outstanding scorer, you know, can make shots from all over. And then I, the last guy, you got to go with the big. I'm going with James Wiseman. You know, there's health concerns definitely surrounding him. But, you know, Wiseman's, he's a physical freak. Uh, you know, he's great around the basket. If he plays, the thing with him is he's not known for having a great motor. You know, he's very skilled big man. If he can, if Penny Hardaway can get him to play hard, all the time, you know, Wiseman should be at least one of the best players in the sport. Uh, second team, Cole Anthony, he might be the number one draft pick in this 
upcoming draft. You know, he's going to probably score around 20 a game. Uh, I think there's a very good possibility, you know, he ends up on first-team All-American list. Uh, it's kind of like it, it was tough to cut him off the first-team list, but uh, that's why I decide. Uh, Devon Dotson, you know, of Kansas, he's going to be an outstanding, you know, he's a lightning quick guard, gets up and down the court, can score inside. Uh, him and Yudoka Azabuke, who's, you know, really just, like, you cannot guard Yudoka Azabuke. He can, like, pin down, dunk on people, uh, and, you know, he's a physical freak that is in the best shape of his life per, like, multiple reports. Uh, Trey Jones, obviously, should be on there. You know, offensively, you know, there's still the shooting concerns, but, you know, what this guy does, you know, passing the ball and, you know, more so as an on-ball defender makes him, I think, an All-American. And Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, you know, he's going to probably average at least, I'd say, 23 points per game this year. If he can lift Georgia to the NCAA tournament, you definitely got to put him on an All-American list. Uh, third team, you know, Anthony Cowan. You know, that that's one I'm a little bit hesitant on. You know, he's a solid point guard. Can he take that next step? We shall see. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is... Third team, you know, he's an elite shot maker. Uh, should, you know, probably lead Kentucky in scoring. And, uh, you know, someone from Kentucky needs to be on this list. Jerron Cumberland, you know, third team. He's an elite shot maker. You know, I probably think he he might win American Player of the Year. Uh, over Wiseman just because he's going to be taking on such a big scoring load. Uh, Caleb Wesson, just, you know, a do-it-all big man, can pass out of the post, can make threes, rebounds at a high level, you know, good low post score. He's a third-team All-American. And then you kind of have to throw in Kerry Blackshear here. You know, if Florida is going to be a number a top five team like I project them to be, Someone has to be on there, and Kerry Blackshear, you know, fits the mold. Uh, now going into some conference, you know, conference talk. Uh, let's start with the ACC. You know, Louisville's, I guess, my favorite going into the season. Uh, good experience group. Very deep. You know, can probably run like 11 guys if needed. Uh, you know, they would be my pick to win the ACC. Uh, Duke and UNC are very, very close to Louisville, uh, and both should be contending. I think the one thing with North Carolina is they have a tough, very tough ACC schedule, which will hurt. But you know they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, Florida State, obviously, they're my sleeper team. You know I. Can definitely see a world where they maybe like fish ahead of North Carolina or something like that. You know, we shall see, but you know, I think they're a very good team to watch out for. Uh, let's head over to the Big Ten here. You know, Michigan State, the favorite 
you know, even without Josh Langford, he might not play this year. I still think, though, they're the favorites, the heavy favorites in the Big Ten. You know, you have an experienced point guard in Cassius Winston. We know what he brings to the table. You're going to get, I think, better performances out of Aaron Henry. You know, he should be really good. I think he'll probably play the three. Kyle Aarons, Rocket Watts, you know, make up a solid backcourt. Uh, you got Xavier Tillman, who's kind of like a versatile big man, really good defender. He's going to be really good for this team. You know, Michigan State should be at the top of the Big Ten standings. Uh, you know, Maryland is, I think, the de facto second team. You know, we'll see if they can live up to the preseason hype. You know, Mark Turgeon has certainly had more talented teams that have done less. So we'll see what they can do there. But, you know, you have to throw Maryland in the conversation, finish near the top. Uh, Ohio State, you know, they have like seven or eight guys. Like this was one, Ohio State was, I think, the hardest team to project a starting five, you know, because there's seven or eight guys who can legitimately start for this team. You know, obviously Caleb Wesson inside, I think he's an outstanding player, very underrated. He's going to play a big role. Uh, and then look to Purdue, you know, Matt Painter effect, I guess. You know, Nogel Eastern is very good point guard. You know, I've been on him about, you know, not being able to really shoot the ball from deep, but he does a lot of thing, other things well. You know, he's an outstanding defender, one of the best in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, a great interior scorer, kind of like a, I guess, Ben simmons light player. Not as good, obviously, but, you know, kind of that mold of player. You know, he should help Purdue, you know, get at least get back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, moving on to the Big East, this is, I think, the best conference in college basketball this year. You know, by default, I think you have to put Villanova at one. You know, we'll see kind of if they can get the guard play needed. Colin Gillespie, you know, the freshman Justin Moore has been fantastic in some scrimmage results. Uh, we'll see if that can translate to the regular season. But, you know, right behind them, Seton Hall, uh, Miles Powell-led Seton Hall Pirates. You know, they have a solid rotation, you know, eight or nine deep. We'll see if they can, you know, be a legitimate contender throughout the regular season or maybe, you know, if they are, a, you know, kind of if they fade away, you know, We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Xavier is another team I'm, you know, really excited to see. That core four, you know, Gooden, Scruggs, Najee Marshall, Tyreek Jones. You know, that's that's the rotation needed. They finished last season so strong uh, and, you know, kind of have the momentum going into year two of the Travis Steele era. We'll see what they can do. Uh, but, you know, as a whole, the Big East – I think should send seven teams to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, Georgetown's good. Marquette, Creighton, you know, Providence. Uh, I mentioned them earlier. You know, that that's a good rotation 
that should be good enough to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, moving to the Big 12 now, you know, obviously Kansas did not win the Big 12 last year, which is kind of surprising, but Texas Tech and Kansas State finished ahead of them, so here we go. Uh, you know, Kansas, they they have one of the great teams uh, in the sport. They have a very good point guard in Devon Dotson. Yudoka Azabuke, we know what he can do inside. Uh, but they have like a pretty good, you know, two through four spots, you know, filled out. Yet Ochai Ichbaji, you know, he's a really good uh, player. He should take a big step forward this year. He's a good shooter, uh, you know, a big physical guard. Can maybe play some two or some four. Uh, Marcus Garrett. Uh, if he can develop a jump shot, you know, he'll be an impactful player. He's an elite defender, maybe one of the best defenders. I'd say probably the best defender in the Big 12 this year. He'll make an impact. Isaiah Moss as well. Uh, you know, we'll see if he's available for opening day, but, you know, he's an outstanding shooter. That will help, you know, this team. Uh, Silvio De Sousa, you get him back. Uh, into the mix, which is important. You know, this is a uh, Kansas team that should win the Big 12 once again. Uh, Texas Tech is going to be, you know, probably right behind them. You know, the Red Raiders lose a lot, but you got the backcourt, Tyler Edwards, Davide Moretti. You know, they will be good. Baylor, they run 10 deep. You know, they lost Mario Kegler, but, you know, I still think they're fine. You know, Mark Vidal playing at the fours, you know, really impactful. Uh, you got Tristan Clark back, who was one of the most efficient shooters in college basketball last year. You know, this Baylor team, that should be really good. I mentioned Oklahoma State earlier. Oklahoma, you know, with Davion Harmon now taking over as the point guard. They'll be good. You know, Texas, you know, you bring in Luke Jokic, maybe they're good. So the Big 12 should be, once again, really good. Uh, going into the Pac-12, the league is much better than it was last year. You know, last year was kind of a dumpster fire. They got Oregon to Sweet 16, kind of the salvage, I guess, whatever they wanted to salvage there. Uh, but, you know, this this league should be better. Oregon, I think, going to be at the top of the league race. Uh, you know, they're, I think, a backdoor kind of final four team, maybe. You know, they got a great lead guard in Peyton Pritchard. They're stacked at the forward spot. You know, if they can get the guard play needed, you know, this a really good team. Uh, Arizona, Nico Mannion, Josh Green will be good. Arizona State, I think, gets back to the NCAA tournament. Colorado's returning basically everybody. Uh, McKinley, Right, Tyler Bay, you know, that's going to be a really good roster. Uh, and let's not forget about Washington. You know, they're prop. I don't like their roster construction, but if you have two top 10 recruits like they have in Jaden McDaniels and Isaiah Stewart, you have to throw them in there, at least in the conversation for the Pac 12. 
Uh, moving forward to the SEC, you know, I think Florida's the team to be in that league. You know, I have been on the Florida bandwagon this whole offseason ever since they got Kerry Blackshear. You know, they're just a complete team. Uh, one through five, I don't see any weaknesses. The only weakness I see is, like, as I mentioned earlier, their bench. But, you know, if they don't have to go to that, they, I think, one through five line up better than pretty much, I, I, I would say, any team in college basketball. I might go that far. Uh, Kentucky, you know, you got Higgins, who's a really good perimeter defender. You got Maxie, who's an elite shot maker. You know, you got Whitney, you got Brooks. They're going to play an impact. We'll see what they can get. Nate Sestina has been good. Uh, at least at up front or down low, I mean. Uh, but, you know, this Kentucky team should be really good. Once again, I mentioned Alabama. You know, Tennessee's team I'm not really sold on. LSU. You know, there there's a lot of, you know, once you get past those top two, there's a lot of question marks, you know, the rest of the SEC. And, you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see with that. Uh, moving into the American, you know, Memphis, I think, is still the team to beat. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see if James Wiseman ever decides to suit up. You know, we don't know what the extent of his injury is, but, you know, he hasn't played. He hasn't suited up yet in preseason, which is a concern. This roster, though, you know, you got just a lot of very talented guards. Uh, you know, you got Achua, you got the freshman, you know, coming out of nowhere, Damian Baugh, who should make an impact for this team. You know, I think, you know, Memphis, they're, they're the team to beat over Houston, over Cincinnati. You know, I think Houston will be good. But, you know, they'll take a huge step back, losing a lot from last year. Cincinnati, new coach, new system. You know, Cumberland's going to be great, but, you know, what else are they going to get? So don't I still think Memphis is the team to beat within that league. Uh, and next, we will get into the best national championship odds. So now it is time to get into national championship odds. You know, we're going to start out with the best odds. Uh, all these odds are via betonline.com. Uh, so let's get into it. The first one I know is Kansas at 14 to 1. And I'd probably take them closer to 10 to 1, but if you can get 14 to 1, uh, those are great odds. You know, Kansas, I think, is one of the four teams with a really good shot to win a national championship. Uh, Florida at 16 to 1, you know, you know my thoughts on Florida. They're a really good team. If you can get that. That is a great value pick. Uh, you know, Texas Tech at 25 to 1. You know, they lose a lot, which is why they're down this far. But, you know, you, they've added some good transfers. TJ Holyfield, Chris Clark. You know, they they should be able to at least be really good. Uh, and, you know, I think maybe, you know, another Final Four. It's not out of the question. Oregon at twenty-eight to one, I think, is really good odds. I don't think Oregon's you know 
national championship contending team, but you know, as I mentioned, their potential Final Four team, if you can get them maybe into the Final Four, you know, and hedge those bets, uh, you know, make some money there. Baylor at fifty to one. Uh, I think that's too low. I'm not going to sit here and say Baylor's going to win the national championship or anything, but you know you can make the argument this one Scott Drew's best teams, uh, and he's been to multiple elite eights. Maybe he can get there. Uh, you know, there's good value in Baylor at fifty to one. Alabama at sixty six to one. You know, another team I'm I don't think's a national championship contending team. But, you know, maybe they make a run, big dance to the Final Four, and you can head those bets. You know, if you can, maybe, you know, you don't get, you know, all $66, but if you can sell that off once they get to the Final Four, maybe, you know, that's a win. Uh, now looking at some of the worst, uh, you got to start with Memphis at 14-1, to 1, you know. When has a team started all five freshmen and won the national championship? Like, I don't think that has ever happened, you know, where all five of the stars have been freshmen. Uh, Virginia at 16 to 1 is crazy. You know, you know, you know my thoughts on Virginia. They're, I don't think, very good this year. Uh, and so them being at 16 to 1 is just a little too high. Uh, Gonzaga at 20 to 1 is one I'm not a big fan on. Uh, you know, they lose a lot. Brandon Clark is gone. Rui's gone. You know, Admon Gilder kind of like is the duct tape piece at the guard spot. You know, Killing Tilly, you know, we'll see if he can even stay healthy throughout the year. They are. At twenty to one is way overvalued. Uh, you should maybe just, if you want to bet Gonzaga, wait probably a month, and those odds should be a lot lower. Uh, but you know, I'm not a big fan of twenty to one for Gonzaga. Michigan at thirty three to one. You know, they lose. You know, three really good players to the NBA. They lose. John Beeline to the NBA. You know, Xavier Simpson's good. John Teske's good. Uh, you know, Franz Wagner's not healthy at this point. You know, we'll have to see the extent of his injury. But, you know, I don't think this top 25 team. And so getting them at 33 to 1 is just bad value. Uh, Tennessee at 40 to 1. Uh, not good value there. You know, Josiah James, I guess, is a good addition. You know, Lamonte Turner is solid point guard. Uh, but, you know, this team, they don't have really the same upside they had last year. Uh, I'm out on Tennessee. And at them still being at 40-1 to 1 is, you know, just... If you're wanting to... You know, give up a dollar. Uh, email me. Uh, you know, emails on the website. You know, and just you know, I'll I'll gladly take your money instead of letting you bet Tennessee. You know, that's how much I'm out on Tennessee. Syracuse is at fifty to one. That is one that 
seem very crazy to me. You know, the Orange, they they just they don't have the roster needed to even you know win games in the tournament. You know, they're starting a lot of inexperienced players. Elijah Hughes is their top player. You know, he's not exactly all that good. So Syracuse at 50 to 1 is one I would definitely sell. Anyway, so thank you for joining the inaugural Making the Madness podcast. Uh, you know, thank you for at least, you know, giving it a shot. Here we'll be back probably sometime after the weekend kind of like go into you know discussing the actual games. So thank you for joining us the first time, and we will be back probably early next week. See you then.